time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, November 2nd, one day before the big day, the big election. hope you have registered, you're voted, or voting, and uh, make sure you have your voice heard. Join the many multiple record volumes of people getting out voting earlier. We're grateful for you showing us support. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're just so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Our hot topic today is Joe Tyrell. He is now the president of ICE Mortgage Technology. Joe was with LMA, now is part of the rebranding it as ICE Mortgage Technology. Very exciting. We're going to be having a discussion about digital mortgage transformation. Ellie May becomes ICE and all the changes that are. Really interesting stuff. I've always enjoyed Joe's comments, his perspective on things. I think he's one of the realists. He's thinking, you know, what would be nice and what can be done in reality. So we're going to be hearing some of that today. So be sure to stay tuned for the interview with Joe Tyrell in the second half of the podcast in the Hot Topic segment. I want to say a special thank you to the Industry Syndicate for all that they're doing for publishing our podcast as well as other podcasts. Check out industrysyndicate.com as well as mortgagemedia.com. Great places to get a lot of content of what's going on in the industry. Also, I want to say a special thanks to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Go listen to the podcast last week where we had Don on talking about the virtual conference, the first of its kind. Also, I want to talk about Finastra, one of my favorite technology companies out there in the place, working with mortgage bot solutions, automatically addresses a lot of compliance issues while delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction, increasing productivity. But you got to check out all the innovation that's going on at Finastra. Go to our website, lookitonlending.com, check on advertisers. You'll see a list of some links out to their website. I encourage you to check them out. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, both of these are mortgage co-ops creating competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members. Working with Tom Gallucci, who's at TMC, looking forward that the Mortgage Collaborative going to have him on as a guest coming up here soon. And really excited about some of the things that they have going on. The Coat Labs is really one of those things that is really innovative and helping lenders share best practices. The Community Mortgage Lenders of America, grateful for their partnership, as well as Indicom offering automation, outsourcing, compliance solutions at every stage of the mortgage life cycle. Again, we had Linda Bomar on. Great podcast. I encourage you to go check that out, as well as Incelerate. Josh and his team at Incelerate are helping lenders get close to closing more loans through better engagement. You want to check it out, what they're doing there. Ainsworth Advisors. Go to AinsworthAdvisors.com, how you can set up your own advisory firm for your firm. Really, it's important to have that as well as AI Assist, Artificial Intelligence. Man, that is so important what's going on right now. It's scary and exciting what it can do for you, but be sure to check out AI Assist. Appreciate you for checking out all our sponsors, Celebrity Home Loans, as well as Inoviant. They do a great job of optimizing their mortgage executions. We're going to have Ted Kramer on as a guest here in an upcoming podcast, as well as KnowledgeCoop, this great learning management platform to help you get training done for your staff, as well as Mobility RE and Modex. Both of these 
are great products that help you recruit top LOs as well as find out who is funding what and with whom. Also, Vendorsurf, Vidyard, be sure to check out all our sponsors on our sponsorship page. Now we're going to move right on in to the hot topic segment. If you're listening on a downloaded basis, just stay right here. It'll move right on there. If you're listening live, don't go anywhere. We're going to go right into it. I was really excited about connecting up with Joe Tyrell because I respect him so much. I respect what his thoughts are. He does a good job of sorting out where's the compass? What do they need to look at? We're going to get into that in this podcast. So caught up with him this past week, and I'm excited to share with you that interview now. I'm honored to have Joe Tyrell joining us today. We're talking about the future of Ellie May with the recent acquisition by ICE. Joe, good to have you here. David, great to be with you. It's an honor. First of all, everyone was amazed when you sold what you did and then less than a year to have that kind of increase. They saw something in you. So talk about how's the transition going and how is there any reorganization going on, Joe? Yeah, so David, it's been a great outcome for Ellie Mae, but not just for Ellie Mae. ICE, Intercontinental Exchange, had also owned other assets in this space, specifically Simplifile and MERS. So essentially what's happening is we're all coming together as one organization known as ICE Mortgage Technology. And you'll hear a lot more about that brand from us going forward. But really, this is something that ICE has been looking at us for a number of years. And it makes a lot of sense when you really look at what they do as an organization. They're digitizing globally financial transactions around the world. So through their exchanges and the clearing on their platforms, They've taken things like the New York Stock Exchange, which had COVID happened a few years ago, it would have significantly hampered the U.S. economy and trading globally because it really wasn't built to handle a virtual trading environment. And ICE came in and digitized that entire exchange as they've done for exchanges around the world. So that, coupled with their expertise and focus on data, made us a perfect addition to the ICE family because That's what we're in the process of doing is digitizing this entire mortgage transaction and the amount of data that we have, which we have not historically had the expertise to unlock. Now, with the help of ICE, gives us the opportunity of taking that data, of course, in an anonymized way. We always protect our our lenders' data, but now giving that data back to those lenders so that they can make better, more informed, and real-time decisions. So, From our perspective, it's going great. Really no major reorganizations. It's just about bringing everybody from MERS and Simplifile and LMA together as one team. Good. And at one team is under your leadership. Am I correct, Joe? Yeah, that's correct. We've had a great legacy of incredible leaders from Sigan, our founder, to Jonathan Kaur, who really helped uh, drive the next phase of growth. And I've been with the company with both of those leaders. I get the benefit of seeing them work firsthand and being able to continue the strong culture we've built at LMA, which is all about our customers. It's funny, David, we tell new hires when they come in and any other company you've worked at, no matter how important you think that your product was that you were developing, at the end of the day, ours is very unique, right? If you work for a company and their ERP system doesn't work that day and you want to take the day off, You just send an email to your supervisor letting them know, hey, next Tuesday, I want to be off. For us, if our solutions are not available, lenders have to send hundreds of people home in the middle of the day. And so 
we take that responsibility very seriously. Yeah. And it's part of our core culture from SIG to Jonathan that our customers can expect that will be a big part of my focus going forward. So I'm excited to lead this new organization. You really won't see anything different in the way we conduct business, the way we engage customers and put them first. It's core to who we are as an organization. That's outstanding. One of the things about ICE is they deal in nanoseconds, Joe, and the markets industry moves at glacial speeds. Now it's your leadership. Really excited to get your vision. Where should we anticipate Ellie Mae going in the months and years ahead? Yeah, it's a fantastic question, David. And one of the things that ICE really saw in us was an alignment philosophically about what problems we're trying to solve. I've been in this industry for 25 years. And I've operated in all phases of this industry from a three-digit chums number as an underwriter to running production, (laughs) to running operations, to being a chief credit and risk officer, to being a chief operations officer of an independent mortgage bank. I know that this industry has largely not changed much in the last 25 years in terms of being very form-centric, very milestone-based, a very serialized manufacturing process. And the vision that we have is, in order to go fast, the first thing that we believe you need to do is you need to change the paradigm of this being a serialized, synchronous process and making it a task-based, asynchronous process. So that tasks can not just be performed at the same time, but so that they can be automated. And that's a big key to our focus. I know there's been speculation in the industry about when is the next generation of our platform encompass going to come out. We actually released it last year. It's in production, completely web-based solution with the largest correspondent lender in the country who's fully deployed and fully rolled out on it. It introduces task-based workflow with a heavy emphasis on automation. We've started to really change the paradigm in how this industry operates and how loans are originated. You'll now see us continue that focus as we bring that same task-based workflow automation focus into our retail and wholesale channel solutions for Encompass. But it's just the tip of the spear. What you're also going to see from us is we're breaking down every function of this manufacturing process and identifying the individual opportunities for automation. So for example, in underwriting, which I'm a former underwriter, I know it's been one of the areas where industries really struggled it because yep. there's high volume. We've identified a set of solutions. We've broken out that underwriting into about 32 disparate tasks. And we're now in the process of rolling out automation solutions for each task. Perfect example, underwriting income. There's a spectrum there from self-employed borrowers with complex K-1s and Schedule Cs and Schedule Es and all sorts of significant underwriting. But also the majority of the loans being underwritten today are W-2 and pay stub employees. We started there where the majority was. And so we introduced a new solution called Income Analyzer. And basically what it does, and again, I'm speaking as a former underwriter, it underwrites pay stubs and W-2s, not just performing the calculation. That's pretty easy to do. You're multiplying by 24 or 26. This actually compares the data on the W-2 to the data on the pay stub. It makes sure that the payor, the payee, everything matches. So we're using automated data recognition technology that we've developed through our acquisition of Capsalon with our automated data extraction capabilities that was part of Capsalon, but we've now put a next-gen lens on that using neural networks. And so we're now able to save significant time for a lender in underwriting the income. Those underwriters can focus on the more complex 
more difficult aspects of underwriting the income. And our intent is we're about to roll out our credit analyzer, which will underwrite the credit reports, our collateral underwriter, which will underwrite the appraisals, the AUS analyzer, which will real-time underwrite the findings that come from an AUS engine along with the data that real-time gets added to the system. So you're going to see a big focus on us transforming this industry in the next year. And, and ICE is only looking for ways to accelerate that delivery. That is so important. I'm a DE underwriter too. I didn't know that we shared that in common. So what we're seeing in the way of any type of automation to really increase the volume of loans that a single underwriter can underwrite. Gone down to, I think, an industry average of two and a half a day is pretty consistently across the clients that we work with. We hear that across the board. It used to be, and my last mortgage county, which was in Southern California, just down the coast from you there, some of the better ones could do 12 a day. What do you predict on the ability to get that level of productivity out of the underwriting? Just in that area. Yeah, and we're looking at our target is a tenfold increase in capacity for writers. Now, the way we want to do this, though, is we know that when you're leveraging automation, it's all about your appetite for risk as a lender. And so the way we deploy this is anywhere from a completely headless process where no one needs to touch anything to purely exception-based, where that lender still has that safety net of saying, I want to deploy each of these automation solutions one at a time, or I want to do them all at the same time, but I want to have an outlet. So the lender will always be able to set the threshold for what constitutes an exception in their world. That way, the underwriters are still involved in the process if that's what a lender wants, but they can increase their efficiency and capacity by only looking at the exceptions, not having to look at the routine calculations that the technology can perform. At the end of the day, as an underwriter, what you're really doing is you're comparing data to data. It's an investor guideline to the data that you're receiving from the borrower or from all the third parties involved in the manufacturing process. So we also intend to address that because we happen to own an asset called Allregs, consolidated, aggregated, centralized location of every investor guideline in the industry. So as we codify that, and then we compare that to the data that's entering the system real time, again, it provides incredible ability for automation or exception-based processing, whatever the lender's appetite is. You talked about the collateral analyzer. You talked about credit analyzer. When are these products going to be rolled out, Joe? So income analyzer is live now. We're helping lenders increase their capacity in some cases by 80% on the income underwrite component of the process. We're also now doing the testing with a small group of customers on the credit analyzer. So underwriting real-time, the credit report. And it's not just real-time, it's throughout the entire process. So people don't have to remember to go back and check. We're in beta with our collateral analyzer products. So underwriting the appraisal real-time and As somebody who's underwritten a ton of appraisals, it's just such a laborious process of reviewing the comps and checking the adjustments. We automate all of that now. And you'll see in 2021, every quarter, our our intention is to be releasing some of these additional automation capabilities, along with we just released our automated service ordering feature in Encompass, which essentially automates a lot of the processor functions with a lender can set the threshold that says, my credit report comes back. If the FICO is above this and I don't see a trade line that shows a BK or a charge off or a collection account, automatically order the next service in our unique process. And so ASO, automated service ordering, enables the lender to deploy that. The lender sets the thresholds and it just automatically orders each service and doesn't order the next one until the previous services data has met the threshold of the lender. 
And there's so many exciting things that you have under development. I can't wait for those. And we're waiting impatiently. I think the thing is there's so much pain because of what we're paying now underwriters. You look at what you and I got paid back when we were in those roles. It is, talk about a 10X. It seems like 10X. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it's a significant increase of the cost specifically in the area of underwriting. Like, is it going to be the leader and be able to reduce the overall cost originate? It seems like you're doing so much with some of the customization fields that are there. But talk about the cost originate and what is LMA's vision to dramatically improve the cost to originate alone these days? Yeah, so our perspective is we feel that we're already the market leader in helping to lower the cost of origination. So we've brought in a number of different third-party firms to meet with our customers and to meet with non-customers and to compare the differences between the two. The cost of origination continues to grow. Now, you've seen it somewhat plateau recently, but that's really driven by volume. So that's really an artificial yeah, lowering of origination, right? Yep. As volumes come back to a normalized area, that number is going to jump back up again to 9000 close to $10,000. So there's a number of studies, which we've actually already published, that shows lenders on our platform utilizing the services that are made available, most of which are at no additional cost to lenders that are on the platform. Things like investor delivery with Investor Connect, where we package up the data and the documents and securely deliver it to whatever investor our lender works with. That's just an added value of the system. Consumer Connect, our point of sale system, it has over 1,500 lenders using it today. By far and away, it's the market leader from a POS in the mortgage industry. That's also part of the investment. No additional cost for that. So these third parties have come in and they're showing there is an over $1,000 advantage per loan in leveraging our system and lowering your cost of origination. What drives us as a company, and again, this gets back to our heritage with SIG and with Jonathan, is we're focused on lenders and how we can help them reduce the overall cost of origination. What you're going to see from us is continued focus on helping lenders lower that cost of origination by adding more things that are just part of their investment and not charging them incrementally for it, but really focus on deploying technology that solves problems, increases capacity without them having to add people. And so that's what drives every one of the roadmaps that we have for every product at ICE Mortgage Technology. Process is a big part of that. And I know we do a ton of that consulting where we're going in and working with processes. You guys do that internally. When someone picks up and uses an LMA solution, you're also very much involved in that. How do you see the process being reinvented? What's your roadmap, your vision, Joe, for a reinvented mortgage process? If you look, David, at what we've been focusing on, we put a big focus on the point of sale and making sure that Consumer Connect was market leading. We did that for a couple of reasons. One is, obviously, that's where the market was going. We knew it was going to be more of a touchless engagement and consumers want the ability to upload documents through mobile devices. They want statuses pushed to them without having to come. So we knew that was a big focus. But really, the key was laying the foundation for ultimately being able to underwrite, call it 95% of the loan, real time as the consumer or an originator is entering information into an application. So our intent is, if you look at it, what is underwriting all about? It's comparing data that you're receiving to data that you need to send to make sure it meets guidelines. It's no different than any other manufacturing process. You're manufacturing to a set of specifications. In mortgage, you're underwriting to an investor specification. So if you think about what we've been doing now in our ability, especially in our system, our network, we now brought together 
through MERS, the largest network of investors, through Simplifile, the largest network of settlement agents and county yes. recorders, and through LEMA, the largest network of service providers and lenders. And so as we connect to all of these networks, it gives us the ability to real-time access whatever data is needed in order to tell that consumer or that originator while they're entering the application, not that you're conditionally approved, not that you're pre-approved, but that you're approved. And there might be a few trailing documents. We're still working through ways that we can eliminate those as well. But the goal is to underwrite the loan real time. And that would happen whether it's retail or through, we have some of the largest wholesale lenders in the country that are on our platform using our TPO Connect solution, which essentially is how brokers submit the information. We're going to do the same thing. So a broker would know instantly that their loan is fully approved. What does the world look like in a post-conservatorship, Fannie and Freddie? How are you responding to that? Are you anticipating any uh, tectonic-type shifts as a result of that? What's your thoughts? Let's get your thought leadership on that. Let's assume that there's a level playing field if they come out of conservatorship and there's an opportunity for others to play a similar role. I think in our industry, there's a number of players that are prepared to step up and to step in. And one of the things that we've been doing is removing a lot of the friction that occurs between the lender and the secondary market. So when you go and you talk to most of the large secondary market players, they'll tell you that 70 to 75% of the sellers are on Encompass. So that gives us a huge opportunity to work together with them and figure out what are the friction points. So Investor Connect allows a lender on Encompass through a single click of a button to package up all of the data and all of the documents that are needed for that specific investor that they work with and present it to the investor in a way so that they don't have to now take that and send it offshore to re-image and index it. They're able to receive the data directly We just introduced a bi-directional capability so that investor and that lender's funding organization can talk real-time, remove conditions and post-funding steps. But our roadmap and our intention with those investors and what they've bought into, we want to remove the post-funding conditions before the loan is funded. So as we're able to get into the black boxes of each of those investors, and we already have the guidelines in all regs, and let that lender know before you're ready to fund this loan, you likely have two, four, seven post-funding conditions if you're sending it to this investor. If any of those involved with the borrower, let's get that addressed at the funding table so you're not chasing things down while the borrower is trying to unpack moving boxes. So our vision is we not only want to underwrite these loans real time, we want to have certainty of delivery into the secondary market with zero post-funding conditions. It's an amazing vision, especially with the potential complexity of having more competing parties coming to the table. You got your work cut out for you. But like you said, you got all rigs. So you got all the data there in the raw, somewhat mumble jumbled way at the point. But at least you have a shot at bringing it together probably better than anyone else. I was thinking as I was listening to you talk, Joe, are you sure you didn't run sales there at one point in time? Because you're doing a heck of a job talking about the sales side of it. It, It's very convincing. I love your vision. I love how articulate you are. Again, it goes to the whole team. You guys have always had such great examples executives at the company. And so not surprised. Let me go to the shift over to the COVID issue. What are, have you learned out of COVID and what is your prediction for a, a distributive workforce moving forward? And how is Ellie may continue to respond to that? Yeah, let me just say, David, I'm hopefully not coming across as we're trying to sell anything. It's just so exciting as long as I've been in it to actually see the finish line. Now we talk at Ellie May about our North Star and we just feel like we've never been closer to realizing that we are now. 
really lucky. And so we were lucky that Toma Bravo also saw the opportunity for growth. ICE is a completely different animal. They are all about how do we help you go faster? How do we help you deliver value faster? So you can't help but be excited about that. But to answer your question regarding COVID, we had about a two and a half week period where our lenders and our 300,000 users all had to go from being largely in offices and centralized to being 100% virtual. So first and foremost, it was amazing to see how well our customers as well as how well our technology enabled that shift so that everybody was able to work virtually. Collaboration is a really big part of lenders' ability to continue to stay connected and process the historic amount of volume that they have. So we're looking at how can we enhance that collaboration even further with our expectations of it's never going to go back to the way it was. It'll get back in some areas. I'm sure that you'll start to see, especially organizations that had centralized processing centers. Some of those folks are starting to come back in our client base. You'll see some more. But for the most part, I don't think you're going to be able to put the genie back in the bottle fully. And quite honestly, our industry has been doing this with underwriters for the last five to six years where they've been working remotely. So when we think about that, it's all about how do we enable better collaboration? So one of the initiatives we're focusing on is essentially industry-wide chat. These networks we have, right, where we've got all the investors through MERS, we have all the settlement title agents and counties through Simplifile, and everybody else through Ellie Mae. ICE actually has a global chat function that it uses to connect all parties in financial transactions. And we're excited about how we can leverage that and basically connect the entire ecosystem so real time they could chat with anybody regarding any loan at any time. So that's one thing we're looking at. The other is just general collaboration between key parties. So if you think about eClose, even a hybrid, collaboration is critical because there's documents that the lender prepares, but there's documents that are prepared by the title and escrow officers. They have a lot of great attributes, but that collaboration piece is unparalleled in the industry where not only can they bring in fee information, credit information, but the documents and keeping everybody in sync and on the same page, that's a big part of what you're going to see in our hybrid e-closing, which launches in just a few weeks. We've already been tested with customers. So hybrid comes out in just a few weeks. And then our full, you know, comprehensive e-note, e-close, e-vault, that will be coming out in the first half of 2020. And we're excited about some of the unique advantages that uh, Simplify will create because collaboration is going to be the key now in this current COVID and post-COVID world. Yep. First of all, congratulations on all those exciting things and we can't wait for them to happen. That's why I told everybody, when I saw these two companies come together, ICE Acquire, you guys, I saw just a new life and a new vision. And I've talked to you so many times in the past. I love the vision you have, but I was really concerned about the time of Bravo. As good a partner as it was, we were anticipating that. I want to talk briefly about the opportunities for people that are looking and saying, hey, I think I want to get on board, literally get inside of and work for LMA. What are some of the opportunities that are opening up that you could talk about? Yeah, the great news here is we are hiring everywhere. As a distributed company, before COVID, half of LMA's workforce worked remotely. And so we've got great muscle in being able to collaborate virtually. Everybody's been learning about what the Zoom thing is. We've been on Zoom for going on two years because we found it as a great collaboration tool. Our CISO works very closely with the CEO of Zoom to help them as they're continuing to grow and expand. So we got great insight into 
different collaboration tools. So right now we're hiring everywhere. And because ICE's focus for us is let's go faster. Let's deliver more value to your lenders as fast as we can. And when I say globally, we have offices now in Poland. We have offices in Pune, India. We have offices located throughout the country here. We have resources in South America. So we're excited to pool all of these resources, all focused on how do we deliver this innovation faster. It's exciting. I can't wait to see how this starts happening faster. ICE is about moving things faster. That was very clear. I've interviewed the previous two or three executives of ICE. I'm very excited. I think that's probably the thing that we have got to see happen in our industry. We've got to get out of some lot of locked-in legacy and I'd love to get you on and talk more about that. But as I want to wrap up on a very important topic you brought up earlier, and that's data. You look at the power of data. And first of all, kudos to your marketing department because they send out these data reports. We're seeing these trends. We're seeing what's going on there. We need more of that. Stratmore does a great job. MBA does a great job. But it's a big rearview mirror. You guys are dealing in real-time data. Is there more that we can look for as we move forward in the future on real-time data and get better metrics of what's happening in the marketplace? Absolutely, David. One of the advantages for us that we saw with ICE and quite honestly that ICE saw with us is we sit on one of the most unique data sets in the industry. To your point, a lot of people that are consuming data today are consuming public records data. Depending upon the county of where that gets recorded, it's sometimes it is four months after that loan is funded. And so if you think about the data that we sit on, we're at just about 50% market share is where we'll likely end 2020 in terms of total volume coming across the industry that's on our platform. So when you look at that's a statistically significant sample size of 50% of the volume on the platform. But what our data tells you is not what happened. Our data tells you what's happening right now and what's going to happen in the next 45 to 60 days. Now, first and foremost, We will never compromise the confidentiality of our lender's data. So we're talking about an anonymized data set here. But that anonymized data set from creating indices that the global financial markets can use to even something as simple as mortgage-backed securities when you're pricing and when you're trying to adjust for risk and determining prepays. Think about it. Right now, those MBSs are leveraging public records data as leading indicators. And that's, in some cases, six months later than the data right now. So the ability for us to help the entire industry get sharper and more focused on better pricing, better risk adjustments by just leveraging the data is very exciting, not only for us, but for the industry. And so we've started this process with a new solution we introduced about two quarters ago called LMA Insights. So right now, it is the only data solution where a lender can do real-time peer benchmarking analysis. So they can say, show me lenders that look like me, lend where I'm lending with this loan product in this zip code with this sort of demographics, and it'll tell you how you're doing against your competition. Again, all anonymized, but it's also machine learning based. So the more you interact Ah. with it, the more it knows the type of questions that you or other people like you are looking for, and it serves up the data for you. 
I can't wait to get more. We could go into data because it's one of my favorite topics moving forward is not only great innovation, but this data, because this is going to be about the data, especially when we start looking at the behavioral tendencies of the Gen Zers and the millennials as they move into it. There's a great book out that I recommend everyone by Alex Hansen of Lone Depot, senior vice president there, wrote a book called Bypass. It's talking about the behavioral consumer in an ever-digital process. I want to have you back, Joe. We can talk more on that. We're out of time. It's such a thrill. I want to say thank you so much to what you have done in your leadership there at Ellie Mae. And Joe, I just want to wish you the very best as you take on the helm and really steer this into the next chapter of Ellie Mae's success. Very excited for you. Thank you, David. I appreciate the, the time to be with you. And as you can tell, we're really excited here at Ice Mortgage <laughs> Technology. Yeah, I don't have a dim view on sales. I think it's a strong thing, but you're very enthusiastic and that can come across sometimes. So no, you weren't selling. You were just talking enthusiastically as a point of clarification. Joe, thanks so much for being on here. Really appreciate it. Thanks, David. That was a good interview. Encourage you to share that with others. A lot of exciting stuff going on in the industry. Appreciate you being here with us and sending your ideas of things that you see going on. We're going to be continuing down this path of innovation, technology, and exciting announcement. We're going to be launching a new podcast on the topic at the beginning of the year. So if you're interested in learning more about that, advertising on that, love to hear from you. Folks, we want to say a special thank you to all of our sponsors again as we wrap up the podcast. Benastra, going the extra mile to help you with their technology, as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, the MBA, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility, RE, Modex. Thank you so much for so many of you who write me and share positive feedback about how this podcast is uh, encouraging you, informing you, and just being a, a service to you. That's what we're here for. It's a free podcast out to you. It's made possible by our sponsors. So again, thank you to our sponsors. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. Been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.